Peace and blessings, you beautiful beings. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living in Spirit podcast. It's your girl, Zane Spirit. And of course, this is brought to you by SoulDriveGlobal.com. I absolutely cannot thank each and every one of you enough for continually just supporting our brand and everything that we do and also supporting all of the amazing guests that we have here on the show and providing content and topics. Y'all know that y'all just fuel so many amazing creative ideas and uh, I'm just living for it and I'm in so much gratitude for it. I do wanna start out with this divinely crafted and amazing channel affirmation for y'all just to get started in the podcast. And I want everybody to just take a deep breath in and just breathe in gently through your nose, feel it in your belly, let that belly rise. Mm. I am divine cosmic creator and creation. I transmute harmful perspective that comes from conditioning into love. All that I am is worthy of my forgiveness and care. Take another deep breath in, beloveds. Mm. Breathe all that good energy in. Know that you are divine and that you are cared for. Mm-mm-mm. I love it for us. <laughs> and I definitely want to go ahead and just bring forth this amazing divine being. And I'm so blessed and just feeling highly elated for her presence here today. I have the beautiful and gifted Tony Jones with me. How are you, my love? I'm well. How are you? I'm amazing. It, it's it's vibrant. It's it's a vibrant day. That's good. <laughs> Absolutely. I I am ecstatic to have you here and to have all the listeners be able to witness your greatness and just to share space with us. And you have really just been doing so much amazing work with intention and purpose. And mm. I I am so so in gratitude for you. Thank <laughs> Every. You. Everything that you're doing, mm, chef's kiss, we're eating it up. Thank (laughs) you so much. It is so good. And I, like I said, I'm just blessed to have you here. I would really love to know um, more about your journey and how you got into Wife Your Life as your brand and, you know, your affirmation albums. Please go into detail about what you're doing and how you got here. Um, yeah, well, it started with, um, just, you know, pain, you know, and pain leading you into the curiosity of why pain is repeating itself and Mm -hmm. just how, how do you navigate it in a way that is, um, calming and healing. And I went back to school to learn about psychology because psychology was calling me and Mm. from learning about the psychology of people and human behavior, it led me to want to create a business that educated women, how their mind works. And, Mm. um, so they can understand the healing journey which leads to them recovering from workaholism because when I launched my brand, the messaging that um, 
that was out there and that was popular and that was mainstream on social media and, and in the public was being a boss bitch mm-hmm. and getting the bag. And so, you know, self-care, self-love, mental health, that was not language that was even talked about spirituality it was still taboo to be proud about that and expressing that Mm -hmm. and so it was hard for me for many years to advocate that in a time where there was no social permission to do so Mm -hmm. and in 2018 um you know through prayer and meditation I asked the most high to give me guidance give me something where I can create um, create something that would help women um, dismantle the limiting belief that they put in their wellness and well-being on, as a priority mm-hmm. um, would not compromise their their ambition or their life. And so I mm-hmm. wanted to create something to break through that barrier into self-love and self-care. And so Um, God gave me affirmation music and I end up Googling affirmation music, seeing if anybody else coined it, if anybody was else doing it. And I came across a few people that were doing something similar, but it was just like, but it's not bopping the way I I would want to bop to positive music. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta do this. Mm. And so I went to LA for a month and I took all my journals, all the writings I've ever done personally and that I never really used and all the spiritual programs I was a part of like I took all that literature all of it and took it to LA Mm -hmm. with me and wrote affirmations for the grown-ass woman and then I came back to Detroit and applied for a loan got the loan and got in the studio and then after getting in the studio I was just like man how do I even know how to do this because I never Mm-hmm. thought of being a musician even even when I created the album it wasn't to become a musician it was just to provide a tool for my clients mm-hmm. so I can sustain my coaching business and the success of my clients mm-hmm. and but once I started to see me earn passive income and started to see the numbers of my music going to Ghana Chicago LA Texas Hawaii China, I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> so um, my mm. life, once I launched that album, that my life changed. I mean, all hell broke loose that year of 2019. And it shifted me into figuring out who I was without being valuable to the world. And I figured out that my purpose is to be happy. And whatever I create from that place of happiness, I can share that. And however it lands, whether it makes money or not, it's it's none of my business. It's just really about me being happy. And so I've mm. been intentionally on that journey since 2019. And that's where I see me mantras came. I just I just pretty much exploded all of who I was into that album. Like that's why it's 20 tracks on there. That's why Mm. some of the tracks are eight minutes long. I just poured all of who I was. I created that album for me. I created affirmations for the grown-ass woman for women. But I Mm -hmm. see mantras was the album that was, if I was going to create an album for Tony Jones, what would it be? And that's what I did. And so now, uh, fast forward to October 2020, 
I closed my coaching business and embraced full time, you know, being being an affirmation musician full time. And that includes some level of coaching. I have my membership program, Wife Your Life, which is all about revolutionizing the way you talk to yourself mm-hmm. and putting the music to practice. So each month we unpack a song from the album and we put practices, journal practices, activities to it. And so it's a conversation-based program. So it's not a lot of programming, not a lot of uh, what you say, homework and PDFs and downloadables and Mm how-tos. It's very conversation-based. I just wanted to give space to women and particularly, you know, African-American women, Mm -hmm. a a space where they didn't have to perform and produce you know, I didn't want mm-hmm. a lot of lessons and courses and classes. I wanted it to be conversations because I think in modern society, women need more restoration of gatherings mm-hmm. than just programmings that we we're performing again. And so, so mm. that's a little synopsis of, you know, who I am and why I'm in what I am and how I show up in the world and how I came across affirmation music. I've only been a self-proclaimed musician for a year almost you know and so it's I'm learning a lot of the ropes of this space it's it's different for me because you know I'm initiated into the album before you got before the world gets it and it's Mm -hmm. it's a hell of a process a hell Mm -hmm. of a process because I can't just create art and put it out there I have to actually be it in my personal life you know Mm mm-hmm to maintain the integrity and, and the vibrational authenticity of it so it can actually do what it does in people's lives, you know? Right. And people can feel that, you know, like yes. when I heard take up spaces, I was like, Oh, she is living that right now. She has been through that. Mm-hmm. She, she feels that. And it's mm, it, yeah. your music. It, it touches people. Your presence. I feel like it's more than your music though. I feel like it's just your presence. Like you said, you living in your truth. Um, and something that I wanted to touch on, I actually wrote it down because I was listening to uh, the Get Your Mind Right mixtape, which Ooh. is ab- absolutely brilliant, by the way. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. And um, I love the interludes, you know, where you were going into your story and how you got into affirmation music. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about you know, who would I be if I was not creating for everyone else? You know, like, mm-hmm. where's the where's the value for me as someone who creates from spirit? And like you said, it's just, you know, I, I look at myself as a vessel, um, but also like a co-creator in my life in all aspects. And when I had to sit down and even to this day, like when I was listening to it today, I was like, wow, that's that line sits with me so heavy. Because mm-hmm. if we are literally in a world that we're, we're either doing for other people or whatever we're doing is not valuable enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so like that, that was just powerful. And I feel like so many other people reflecting on that conversation piece alone, just that those two sentences <laughs> that you out of that, that is, that really has you think as a creator, like, who am I really making this for? Yeah. Yeah. Who am I making this for? Exactly. 
Yeah. And and I do believe like, you know, we attract the people that are reflections of us. So like when you are a vessel for your highest good and the creator within yourself, you know, of course that's going to serve other people, but to do it solely for others, it's like, that's, that's a seeking validation piece. I feel, you know, Mm -hmm. it was for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And with your newest projects, I really also loved how it was relatable and I felt like you really transmuted the energy and the narrative of these like these throwback songs that we all like Mm. loved and listened to growing up you know Uh like (laughs) I love that because I feel like you know we have so many good memories about music and times in our lives that you know music really saw us through you know, for darker times, but the way you just put your spin on it was like, yeah, I'm going to recreate the energy of this. And now I'm redefining, even for me, it was like redefining a, diff, uh, like re-narrating an older version of my life. Yeah. And, and speaking life into that. Was that your intention? And what was like the motivation? Behind um, that? You know, it when I released that album and I, when I was working on that album, it was doing mental health awareness month. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to create. I just wanted to create. I really didn't have like an intention outside of it being fun to mm-hmm. see, you know, the, my producer was challenging me to you know, push it to the limit of what I can do with my voice and how I can ride the beat and how I can make actual songs, like affirmation songs, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so it was really just playing with the music and creating affirmations that were um, applicable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to see if I could find a happy medium between death and um, presence with the climate of our society because mm-hmm. you know my journey goes very 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 deep mm-hmm. you know and my job like I've heard a wise man say the job of the teacher is to bring the lesson to the level of the listener mm-hmm. and so my job is to translate what I get from those deep places in the ways where it's, it's, it's palatable for the people that, mm-hmm. that will receive, you know, and, but also not compromising the death. Mm-hmm. And so the mental health mixtape allowed me to play around in different levels of what I was saying and different vibrations where we could go deep, but we can go, real boppy and twerky and you know it was but there was still power in what I was saying and so Mm -hmm. I really like I try my best to stay on a frequency of creating for me like Mm -hmm. it feeling good to me and the only time I truly consider um consider the audience is when how I share it Mm -hmm. you know it's like, how do I share it? How do I translate what I want to say? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. so that's what, that's, that's always my fine balance is being able to do it for me, 
but considering the audience and the way I share it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and that's such a, that's a tightrope balance. To a, very tight rope, a very <laughs> tight rope. A very tight rope. Especially when you've been conditioned to do things for validation, to do things for self-acceptance, do things for money, do things for notoriety. Mm. And you sit somehow, some way you get hacked to realize you have to do it for yourself. And you kind of you're you're learning like a newborn, like how to walk for yourself, how to talk for yourself, how to think for yourself. And it's. It's not always easy. It's it's a major challenge, especially during these times. Right, right. And the program is so heavy all around us right now. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Definitely so. Um, But once you realize that you wanted to create something valuable for you or like just do it for you or do it for the love, you know, like what did that process look like for you? Like once you figured out like, oh, I need to do this for me. Um. It was, it was getting rid of a lot of bills, getting rid of a lot of responsibilities, allowing family to take care of me for a while, allowing my friends to pay my bills. It was really removing, you know, a lot of responsibilities so I could figure out what... I wanted out of life Mm. and that took a lot of nerve and bravery because when you think that you're not worthy of such things, but you have to give such generosity, but you're not worthy of that type of generosity in space. Mm -hmm. You have to actually, you can't just believe it and affirm that you're worthy of that space. You have to actually take action, like Mm -hmm. asking people to support you and Pat going past the fear of them telling no, telling you no, or what they think about you after you know it's it's just like a lot of stories you have to press Overcome. through, yeah, to just mm. take action towards your worthiness. So the process for me in giving myself space to explore what it looks like to live my life for myself and share that with how I do that with the world. Mm. was about giving myself the space to take action towards um take action towards giving myself the evidence and I and so mm-hmm. that was that was my main uh challenge in that that mm. path it still is it still mm. is just going through the stories that you create in your mind you Mm. know to constantly remind yourself I am worthy like I am worthy I am worthy I'm worthy I can make my ask I can take actions I can set boundaries just doing it over and over again and Mm -hmm. you know now it gets to a point where it's not even about fighting the old it's creating the new it's getting rid of the whole entire belief that you weren't worthy in the first place. It's like, okay, I'm done with competing with the old version of myself. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to just rebirth who I am by creating who she's going to be. So from that place now, it's 
creating the music in a way and creating anything in a way where it's just like, this is who I am. This is not what I do. You know? Like, I'm just showing up as me. You can either accept it, like it, love it. It doesn't matter. Like, oftentimes, like, we can't worry about what other people are going to think or, like, you just were mentioning about those narratives in our head. Like, we're often creating this conversation between us and other people that doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what advice would like you give to those who are in those tough moments of being like, okay, I clearly am performing and I want to create for me. Like what advice would you tell people to like see through into this next rebirthing stage, like where you're at? Um, I would say know when you need to spend time to yourself and knowing when you need village, mm. you know, it's, it's like really listening to yourself, you know, when you know you need to get to know yourself more, when you know you need um, some therapy or you need solitude or you need play and fun, um, knowing when you need actual support and when you need people to help you co-regulate your nervous system so you don't feel as alone Mm. you know just I think that's one of bit that's been one of my biggest things is knowing when I need to be to myself and knowing when I need village and community Mm. because that practice of discernment helps you get more in tune with meeting your needs and creating from that place you know Mm. when your needs are not met by you or your village and community because you don't know which one you want or you try and escape to either one of them like whether you escape Mm -hmm. to spiritual solitude or escape to community to escape what you actually need like you're not going to be creating from a place of overflow you're going to be creating and sharing from a place of deficit Mm. so i think it's very important to know what you need you know and when you don't know Mm -hmm. when you need when you don't know what you need because i i struggle with that sometimes i don't know what the hell i need and Mm -hmm. it is the one of the most fresh things it's like having a baby and it's just crying all the time you're just like i didn't change the diaper i didn't fed you I done play with you. I'm got your favorite cartoon. And you, what do you want? We did everything. We did everything. (laughs) And you still not satisfied. Mm -hmm. Those are one of the most frustrating spaces to be with myself. But still, I am the one that has to ask myself, how do I love myself? Despite not knowing everything that I need, Mm. you know, and sometimes that is going out into nature and just calming my nervous system by just being mm-hmm. and not being so attached to knowing everything. And then sometimes it's calling one of my friends and saying, hey, I need space. Like, can you support me today mm-hmm. or this weekend? You know, and sure enough, that that supports me knowing you know, or grounding in why I'm creating. It's like, oh, I'm creating because it feels good. 
Mm. Not because of some outcome, not because of the response I'll get from people. It just feels good to do this, you Mm. know? Mm -hmm. And in order for it to feel good, your needs definitely have to be met. Right. I love that you brought up discernment for, um, you know, when you need your village and when you just need a long time. And you're right. Like a lot of people go on the the extremes of those opposite sides of like either diving completely into being alone and being like, oh, I don't need anyone. And then like, there's also a codependency aspect that a lot of people, you know, have trouble just finding that middle place, that middle ground. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes we have to teeter between both of those to figure out what it is we need in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just, I thank you for being so transparent with that. Cause I talk about that a lot, like, especially when people oftentimes um, romanticize, I like to say romanticize people in the spotlight or people that are you know, creating from spirit or from, from love. Mm -hmm. And, and I tell people all the time, like we are experiencing a human experience. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We are, we are, you know, the only reason we can talk about these things is because we are doing our absolute best and succeeding at loving ourselves through these transitions, no matter how difficult it seems in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, and really like riding the wave because like you said it's not about the destination it's the journey mm-hmm. absolutely completely so, I love that so much and um, I also have been noticing recently you know like you were talking about empowering women so much like letting that be a big motivating factor when you started but even I'm noticing some shifts in the attention that you're paying to the divine masculine as well and um, just assisting men and feeling uplifted and thinking different about themselves mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and I love that. But how do you uh, how do you see this transpiring in the healing of our collective right now? That's an interesting and very touchy question because it's a I'm trying to figure that out. A lot of my lessons have come through trauma with men. Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to navigate the evidence that life has given me that wants me to believe it's not worth loving men. Mm. It's so much evidence that says that it's so much life experience that says, is it worth loving men? Mm. And to counter that with faith and affirmation and conversation it's a, a, a it could be a battle because mm-hmm. you want the you want the life experience evidence like you want to be able to say yes it's worth it because of abc Something not because tangible. you have faith or because you have an affirmation and mm-hmm. so much of my content much of what i've created in affirmations come from a faith-based feeling, a faith-based thought, but mm-hmm. not evidence, you know? And mm-hmm. much of, a lot of my experiences when have been very painful mm-hmm. and I've just been holding my breath to, 
experience something that is more on the light side. It's because everything requires balance. So it's when stuff is just get it's all shadow. That's that's a problem. You know, mm-hmm. you should be able to experience the light. And so to persevere through the illusions of shadows and trying to find the light it's a very much a challenge so with the divine masculinity i'm still in my school with that Mm. it's just my intentions are to create advocacy around restoring and integrity between men and women because it is the relationship that produces all of life and Mm -hmm. that relationship that sacred relationship has gotten a bad reputation, a bad rep, a bad, all of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, the reality is it needs to be with some restoration of integrity. And Mm -hmm. I think learning about the divine masculinity, learning about divine femininity, having, giving, providing space for men to share what their experience is with women just as much as their space for women's experience with men is so important. You know, mm-hmm. but genuinely, I have to say that um, I just have messy and co- <laughs> messy feelings about all of that now because mm-hmm. I'm going through my class, you know, and so right. I I'm learning how to be balanced between my own masculine and feminine energies. There may be some blind spots where I don't where I where there is an extreme imbalance between the two. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that's that's my take on it. I think everybody should be figuring out, like, what they just want in life. Mm. Like, men need to really, I think the pandemic has really caused people to face things that they usually suppress with entertainment, with distractions, and so on. Mm-hmm. And so whether you've been doing the work, whether you haven't been doing the work, there has been an intense pressure of energy that's forcing you to ask yourself questions that you had too much noise to even hear before Mm -hmm. the pandemic. So, you know, I just hope that men answer the call to themselves, you know, and not Mm -hmm. be in their head and, and believe that they're only here to be productive and labor and get money and get holes. You know, I just hope that they answer the call to their heart and the call to, you know, to their body of what they really want. Because when women do it, we heal so much. Mm. But I think women are, are, I won't say tired, but we need the support of our men, whether it's the family, whether it's friends, whether it's romance, we need men to step up, you yeah. know, we need, and it's not even step up. It, we need them to step in within themselves mm. and we need deeper connections, deeper connect. Men. We need deeper connections and they can only go deep if they go deep within themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm real, I'm realizing there's so much self-hate with men so much and it's it's you know my mind is enough you know and mm-hmm. I don't yours is, is a lot mine is enough <laughs> so it's like I don't have space 
you know, at this stage of the game to hold space for both of us, it's like we got to both do our part and be able Mm -hmm. to practice the work together to heal what society has done to us and done to the dynamic between men and women. We have been bamboozled tremendously. I mean, this is the relationship that has brought everybody here. Mm-hmm. And yet that relationship has a very toxic legacy right now. Mm-hmm. So right. we we are being ushered into a space where we have to have this individual healing so we can collectively heal together. Mm. I love that. And that's very much so true. And even as I, I feel like it, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword you know, in our society, you know, like you said, there's a lot of men with repressed, um, repressed trauma, and they in our society are not ushered to, you know, recognize that, but women, you know, we're always being pushed to, you know, saying that, oh, these emotions are chaotic, but we need a balance in between this, and we can learn so much from one another if we're in our divinity together, and there, there's just, like you said, there's just not a lot of space for it. There's not a lot of healthy relationships that bring us into this balance. Um, and being able to see our divine reflections, whether that's men seeing their own divine femininity and, you know, the women surrounding them or, you know, the women having a, a divine reflection of their own masculinity coming into balance. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, the more that we cultivate that conversation of, you know, interpersonal healing, we can bring that together as a community and really understand one another better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been a war on the womb, like in society in general, like, I mean, the patriarchy, <laughs> there's so much to unpack in that. And I think a lot of people don't realize how on a grand scale, the programming is for us to not love ourselves and to take that hate out on one another. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And words are so powerful and we, we really don't even realize mm-hmm. how our own inner dialogue is contributing so much to that. Yes, it is. Mm move into this topic of the power of language and that inner dialogue that we've been talking about so much through this podcast. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about our strengths and opportunities in inner self dialogue for a moment. What would you say yours were or are and what has helped you in using them to your benefit as you're moving into this new stage of your life? Yeah, that's very deep. Oh, cause I am, I am in a serious challenge in my life right now. And I want to believe all the stories in my head, the conversations that are going on in my mind are just all over the place. And Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a bit frustrating when you've done so much work. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. You've done so much work and you just want to give yourself that ideal version of you who's done all the work. And then you realize you may have done all the work for a seventh grader, but you've got to go into eighth grade now. 
And you guess Graduation. what? You're going to have to go into ninth grade. And then there's a whole nother 10th grade. Like, and so making peace with the journey is what my ego and all of it's a, it's just it's just really trying you know to just to make mm-hmm. peace with all the versions of yourself that doesn't want to grow you know and mm-hmm. the divine version of you has to love all of those versions you know so mm-hmm. it's feeding it's feeding who I want to be stronger. What are the what are the new words on this level? Whatever words that worked on in sixth grade and eighth grade of your journey, then be grateful for them. But now it's for it's time for a new language. Mm. It's time for a new practice. It's time for to just rediscover what self love is on this level it's it's time for a new toolbox what can you keep that worked in sixth grade that still resonates what do you have to let go that's not you can't take with you so that's mm-hmm. the best way i can put it is making peace with that it is a journey and that there is no top no matter how many times i say it I, I realize I'm always shook when it's time to level up. And I just want to be able to give myself words that feed me having peace about the journey. And, mm. and a part of the large part of that is practicing who I am as the divine witness of my life and not just the participant with all of these identities you know, mm. that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what, what I'm currently going through and shifting myself into. And um, I don't know what that looks like. And so again, it's the peace of mind of knowing that even though you don't know where you're going, what is happening, what to do is that you've been here before. And where you didn't know what to do, how to, you know, what affirmations mm-hmm. to say, and but you kept going. You kept being yeah. curious. You kept figuring it out. And somehow, some way, you can look back and be like, I didn't have everything figured out, and I tried this, and I tried that, and this worked some days, and some days it didn't, but, but look how far I've come, even in mm-hmm. all the uncertainty, despite my lack of aware, like all of it, you end up getting further and further in your journey. You keep going. And I just think that's, that's the biggest affirmation that you could ever say is I keep going. I don't mm. stop. Like I don't give up. And even when I'm, I'm tempted resilient. to give, yeah. And even if I am tempted to give up, even if I'm advocating for giving up for an hour or for the day, I'm going to get up and keep going. You know, Mm. that to me is the king of all affirmations because some stuff I don't even have the strength to say. All I can just be, all I can do is say, Tony, you got this. Keep going. If you need Mm -hmm. to pause, if you need to rest, you just don't give up. 
Yeah. And you just show yourself grace through the journey. Absolutely. Mm. Grace has been such a, that has been such a, a huge inner dialogue for myself as well in the time of transition and my higher self always when I used to jump project to project I'd be like oh okay that's done what's next and my spirit had to set me down and say why are you not celebrating where where are you are you even present in this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that reality check was hard <laughs> yeah it really was uh and then I realized that I had to sit down and I had to keep sitting and I had to be patient and I was like, ooh, these, these, these them sticky lessons right here. I, I don't sticky. know if I'm ready for I don't know if I'm ready for that. And my spirit was like, but you are. You keep going. You, you're resilient. Show yourself some grace. And like you said, sometimes the the only thing I can tell myself some days, like when I'm frustrated or just really going through it, is I love you. I love you anyway. I love you still. Mm-hmm. and and that sometimes those are the only things that I can utter because it's just it really does get under your skin when you don't know what's next like and then there's a lot of fear that goes into that that you mm-hmm. have to overcome fear around that so mm-hmm. I definitely feel that yeah absolutely I, I feel like also our society really wants microwave results when it comes to healing and deprogramming and (laughs) going through uh, especially inner child work, you know, inner child play, inner child um, remembrance, going into those spaces where we realize like, oh, I I was definitely exposed to a lot of things that are now affecting me to this present day. And I have to go back into that time of my life and say, you know what, that doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's not for me, you know. Or this is actually why I think this way. Wow, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And there has to be a lot of patience for that inner child because I don't know about you, but my inner child sometimes don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> no, seriously. Like the inner child can be stubborn with that. Like, I don't want to face it. I don't want to go into it. And, you know, reparenting yourself is difficult. And I don't think a lot of people really talk about that aspect, you know, so gung ho about the spiritual journey. And by all means, I feel like we, we definitely should be, you know, um, coming into a place of more awareness, but I feel like we as a group should be, as a collective should be very transparent that in the moments of inner child reparenting and deprogramming and looking and just being real with ourselves about everything that happened and is currently affecting our lives. Like that plays a major role in the decisions that we make and the inner dialogue that we have about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It plays a huge part. Full acceptance includes the parts of you that you don't want to accept. Mm-hmm. You don't want to believe the th- the things that you want to, you know, overheal away. You mm-hmm. know, it's you gotta if that never changes about you. If if certain things about you that never change, how do you love yourself? There's certain things about my nervous system that is so sensitive to certain things that it's just 
you just when it's triggered you know i'd be like am i ever gonna come back from this so it's like so mm-hmm. when i get triggered to spiral down there it's like how do i avoid going here again and so it's like okay well maybe the word is not avoid how do i love myself enough to not put myself in spaces like unsafe spaces like Mm -hmm. like lord give me the wisdom and spirit give me the 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 loyalty to myself Mm. So I can know and discern and be loyal to that intuition that tells me this is not a safe space. Monitor yourself in dosage in this space. You do not give too much territory to this space, to these people, to this person, to this relationship, you know. Mm. And so um, it's 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 that full acceptance definitely includes the inner child all the inner children inside you and understanding Mm -hmm. what triggers them and that if some of those children never grow up what are you going to do to make sure that child is okay and part of that includes you knowing when to say no knowing what boundaries you have to be firm about you cannot budge you know Mm -hmm disappointing people that you don't want to disappoint you know mm-hmm. it's it, it it could like you said it gets super sticky but mm-hmm. when you know that you got certain sensitivities that you're working through it's stuff that's still sore it's it's all on you boo it's all on you to care for that those soft parts in yourself you cannot mm-hmm. let the, the uncaring just come in there because you care for them, like, mm-hmm. so, and just take taking your power back in those situations too. Taking your power back, mm-hmm. taking your power that, back for sure. That is so huge. Just it's being so able good. to to be real with yourself and be like, you know what, I gave too much of myself in this, and that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and call it back. Yep, you call it back, just like that song Energy Budget. Run that back. Mm-hmm. Run, Run all that energy back. <laughs> yep. Yes. Mm. Tony, I did want to ask you, how has the dynamic between you and your spiritual abilities and spiritual awareness changed since shifting that inner dialogue and starting your affirmations and just being mindful about the things that you're thinking? Uh, girl, oh, oh, man, I'm telling you, drastically, because the, the waves, the waves that I have to ride to be that much more comfortable and take much more ownership of my divine self. Um, has been a challenge now that I know that it boils down to the technology your human technology of thinking, feeling speaking like that technology is such a responsibility to navigate especially Mm -hmm. when it's programmed to do other things 
and mm. then you awaken to your spirit and you're learning how to do things through spirit but yet you have this hardwired program of thinking speaking feeling processing seeing hearing touching engaging relating all of the working and you mm. awaken to your spirit that says hey you're doing everything backwards and then mm. now your human technology wants to be is so you're so conscious of it that your ego <laughs> wants to shame you for not being as perfect as you think you should be Mm-hmm. You know, or being as conscious as or divine or spiritual as you should be. So my relationship with spirit, my spiritual capabilities is more is 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 called me to unconditional love. The God that I was taught about in in church, in society, that's this loving God, this loving deity. Let's let's touch on that story, that doctrinal mm-hmm. story that God created mankind. What type of loneliness does a God experience to create a world that has free will to do whatever it wants to do? Mm. It's made in your own likeness. And you allow it to die over and over again, be born over and over again. And it does whatever it wants to do, choose you or choose not. What type of loneliness does a God experience to create after itself, but it has free will to choose you or not, but yet you love it over and over and over again. So to Mm -hmm. answer your question, my spiritual capability is being able to love myself like a God. That's the supernatural ability. It is not the power of crystals. It's not in the, the chants. It's not in the, the rituals. It's not that, that's, that's all fine and dandy for the human experience. But when it boils down to it, it's all love. Yes. That's the mm. supernatural power is being able to love yourself unconditionally. Because when you do that, there's not a force in this world that can like mess with you mm-hmm. because what you, it's unshakable because what you end up doing is being able to love what is you in mm-hmm. lo- whatever's happening in the government, whatever's happening in society, whatever's happening in your family, whatever's happening in your finances, whatever's happening in your nervous system, you'll be able to take a genuine breath and say, I accept what is, I'm present with what is, so be it. Everything has its own choice to be what it wants to be. I will love me regardless. I will love my life regardless. Changing the way I talk to myself, awakening to who I am as spirit has changed my dynamic in the way that I love myself. And it continues to initiate me into that, that supernatural, unconditioned, irrational love that makes no sense at all mm-hmm. it's nothing it's, it's nothing the world teaches us <laughs> right it's eternal it don't come with expectations limitations none of that none none of that mm, i love how you brought that to surface 
because it, it, it really is real. And you're right. We're not taught about these things. It, it's not even, you know, a lot of our love that we're taught, even the romanticizing of marriages and our relationships and, you know, everything that they put inside of inside of our minds and the things that we are open to receive and experience. Um, a lot of those things come from a place of lack and seeking within others. And you're right, you know, it's not the crystals, it's not the rituals, the candles, nothing. Like you are the magic. You are everything that you have ever sought and everything outside of you is just an expression of that. Mm-hmm. So however you choose to express that is your business. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. That was so powerful. Mm, I yeah. love that. Thank I, you for sharing it. You're welcome. I'm thankful for you giving me space to share that. I didn't know I needed to say what I just said, but it hit home for sure. But it's definitely something that I am awakening more to. It's giving mm. myself that unconditional love like I'm a God. Yeah. I love that. And before we wrap things up, I don't want to go over our time here, but I did want to ask you because I had heard from the birdie or possibly some things that I had read up that you were in the fashion or into fashion prior to. Um, is there is this possibly something that we can, you know, look forward to seeing from you is doing some expression with fashion coming up? Oh, yeah, for sure. I I have a lot of merchandise ideas that I'm working on um, that's aligned with the messages of affirmations and self-love and Mm -hmm. divinity. And so I'm really excited about that because the content is there, but I want people to have, you know, additional things that surround the message because the power of repetition is important. That's why you have companies that advertise through radio, TV, social media, magazines, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you have to have the messaging in so many different mediums for the message to influence behavior. So whether Mm. it's clothes, journals, hats, you know, cell phone holders mugs like the message has to be viral if you will through merchandise so I do plan on using fashion as a medium to channel these messages Mm, I'm certainly looking forward to that and is there anything else that you would like to share with us about what is coming up next for you yeah I have a new album I'm working on as taking everything (laughs) in me to Mm. birth you know, and, mm-hmm. but it is, it's happening. Um, right now I have my YouTube channel and I also have the mental health mixtape that's out. Um, I am working on the merchandise. I do have my membership group, Wife Your Life uh, VIP, which is for the very intentional person. So if you want to get closer to the practice of affirmation music, join that group because it is such a relief to be a part of a community that are not just like-minded but Mm like-hearted it's so you can find so many people that talk the same talk and think the way you think but they don't have the same heart Mm. they don't have the same emotional intentions to connect and commune 
you know, and mm-hmm. to be around other people that have like are like-hearted is such a blessing during these times because mm-hmm. we need community and village now more than ever, especially with people that have, you know, similar hearts. We're so different. We're universally different, but when it comes to the matters of the heart, we're all the same, you know? But not everybody's been called, everybody hasn't been answering the call back to their heart, back to home in their own body. So those of us who do answer that call, we got to stick together. So take advantage of that. That link is on my website at IamTonyJones.com. Um, you can go to my Instagram as well to go to that link. I am Tony Jones. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm, I am so, so grateful for your presence. And thank you for your vulnerability, your amazing words. You know, I know so many people, including myself, find solace in the things that you said today alone. Um, just you know, like we're in this together and there's so many different phases and transitions in our journey. And it doesn't matter which aspect, you know, like we're all intentionally here mm-hmm. and present and moving through it. And I just, I'm grateful reflection, truly. Thank you. I appreciate you giving me the space to share with your audience. Absolutely. And um, all of my audience, please make sure that you uh, go click her links. I've got them all in the description. Support her, donate to her to her albums, to her mixtapes, to what she's doing. Um, just support her and support those in the community. And more importantly, just connect with people that, like she said, are in your same heart space. We need to be in the same heart space. And that's a safe space. So... I thank you, Tony. I love you. The divine loves you. And we'll be talking soon. Okay. Thanks, Zane. Enjoy the rest of your day.